Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it, plus a couple less productive approaches. After two decades of coming up short, I realized I was focused on the wrong thing. Instead of trying to fill those holes, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a compassionate environment will help us to work, stop working so hard to hide our scars from the world and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. Thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about a post that I called Birth Lottery. I wrote this earlier uh, back in March of 2021. So many of us attribute our accomplishments, achievements, creativity, and special talents to our own doing. We see others underperforming or lacking the discipline it takes to drive progress. We make judgments about what they are or are not made of. The phrase, quote, if it were easy, everyone would do it, unquote, comes to mind as a way to assure ourselves that we are the masters of our own fate. But what if we were behind before we even got started? What if the life, family, economic structure, and geography we were born into was different? How would that have impacted where we each are today in our lives? Great concept for a longer chat. For today, I want to share share an experience I had pre-COVID while commuting home from Washington, D.C., The train ride itself is roughly 50 minutes from city center to my stop in Maryland. When boarding the train, the idea of not having a seat always meant a long, crowded ride, the kind where I won't really get hurt if the train stops fast because I'm so packed in, shoulder to shoulder, that we just kind of move together as a group. It was always preferable to carve out my small space and an actual seat than to compete for breathing space and something to hold on to while standing. On this weekday evening, I boarded the train and it was packed. There was only one seat, which had clearly been turned down by other riders. I say clearly because the gentleman adjacent to the vacant plastic seat appeared to be unclean and did in fact have a foul scent, was not in his right mind, as evidenced by self-chatter, and definitely someone most riders would shy away from, even if it meant standing the full ride. When I saw the gentleman, I had no judgment. I thought, he's human, just like the rest of us. I migrated to the seat and positioned myself to take up as little space as possible, so as not to touch him or anyone else while riding. At our next stop, a woman boarded the train with a young baby in a stroller. 
The infant gazed around in amazement, looking as bright and hopeful as babies, in parentheses, who are not hungry, tired, or wet, have a propensity to do. I was instantly overcome by what seemed like a parallel, although starkly contrasted, between two spirits. One spirit, at the start of his life, with options, dreams, potential, love, protection, and security. The other spirit, toward the end of his life, worn, poor, and weathered by the storms of life. What happens, I ask myself, that changes what seems like an optimistic future of love, security, and happiness to an existence of longing, needing, and not meeting even the most basic human needs of food, shelter, shelter, security, and a hot shower? Is there not some influence of the environment, our race, our gender, economics, and geography of the life we were born into that can erode even the softest of hearts and spirits as young people, resulting in a cascade of life choices that leaves someone homeless, unclean, and seemingly batshit crazy? I am all for personal responsibility. We must each be accountable for moment-to-moment decisions that shape our existence. But on this day, as I tried to anonymously emanate love and blessings to the rider next to me, I couldn't help but wonder, had this man next to me been born to that mom and that life, referring to the young infant rider, would his life have brought him to this same destination? Though my internal question was met with a resounding no, it led me only to become more curious about the role our birth lottery plays in our lives. The next time you notice someone down and out, try to imagine being that person. Send them love and then sit in gratitude that although tragedy may have befallen your life at different times, you likely have a home, a family, a meal, and a hot shower. Judging others for whatever reason is only judging ourselves. If the birth lottery had drawn me a different number, that could have just as easily been me sitting in the chair next to the once empty seat, in which case I would need all the love I could find. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Healing Path. It's funny, this isn't the first time I've had this kind of self-inquiry about birth lottery. One of the other examples that comes to mind is taking Zach to a local canal. Um, there's a great, many great hiking areas here um, in the DC area, but there's one in particular that actually does a reenactment of back when we had lock systems and um, carts were pulled by horses and things like that. And I remember one day taking Zach for a walk there and it was so, so hot and humid. And I could see that they were taking, um, accepting kids to ride on donkeys, essentially these very small looking horses and the, the animals themselves, they were donkeys and the animals themselves 
they just looked so demoralized, um, just with, you know, bugs on their face and just their looks seemed so just blank and empty. And I thought, man, that stinks. <laughs> like, could that spirit have, you know, been born into one of the Clydesdales from, you know, if you're old enough to remember the Budweiser commercials and this Bud's for you. Um, they had a great, I think it was a holiday ad where these just most magnificent animals, horses, um, were running, you know, through the snow and they just, they looked so vibrant and alive and strong and, um, illuminated almost. So, you know, I had that thought of like, man, if I, if I was that donkey, I sure wish I could have been a Clydesdale. Um, so I hope it's not too far of a stretch to try to make this connection between that situation from many years ago and this experience I had getting onto the Metro. Um, I really do wonder for myself, if I hadn't been born into the family that I was born into, where I would be today, what my values would be, what my choices would be, what my lot in life would be. And I think that that helps me stay empathetic and in a compassionate place of wanting to help others and give understanding. We may be riding high today, but I swear tomorrow we could just as easily be that person that we think is you know, dirty or not working hard or isn't looking for a job or, you know, did it to themselves or is on drugs or, you know, all these narratives we have when we justify the discrepancy that humans seem to have in accessing just basic human care. So I hope you found something uh, or heard something here today that's landed with you at the very least. Um, yeah, try to silently send love to people that appear to be struggling, whether it's on a metro or in a park or anywhere in between. You might just find that it makes you a little bit lighter today and also just really appreciating what you have. I look forward to any feedback you might have. Uh, go ahead and share it in the comments at lisamcfarland.com. And I'm also working on sharing some details about our Scars to Metals community, which will be launched early next year. Until next time, stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing. And as always, thanks for listening.